to make a wish on two twenty two on two 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 Okay, welcome to our actually fiftieth episode. And on a it's two twenty two. We should have our twenty second episode. Twenty two. What? We should have had our twenty second episode. At two twenty two, we were on our way back from the Olive Garden. I had to say, Did you make a wish? But when she was saying the word wish, it turned into <laughs> that says a lot. That says a lot. <laughs> well, anyways, welcome to the Baking It Down podcast with Sugar Cookie Marketing Group. How many people are in the group? 31,000. I wonder if anyone cares about this little count up. <laughs> At least not a countdown. <laughs> we have racked at 30,000. <laughs> uh, we're going to start off with the intro, which you're in right now. Marketing Minutes, we're going to call it Water, Water Everywhere. Um, it is also raining today. Were you water a little girl? Remember? Oh, yeah. Hey, <laughs> this is a baking is targeted target. We've never named these. I do. Every time. Every, every when time. When I looked here, there's no names and next then, to okay, these when little When I posted to the group, there's names that oh, I yeah. come back to <laughs> We never read them off. Course coverage. Uh, I think I'll be teaching a live on how to write great copies. So you know it's going to be a winner. Voicemails are three awesome texts. Group stuff is some Facebook lives we got coming. Twin interest. Corey and I had to be interested in something real fast. <gasps> Did we interested in anything? Sponsors in the mailbag, which Corey didn't go to. Which is outrageous. Guys, right? that's Corey, so crazy. Listen, I know it's, it's now so, just, I know it's, it's invoices. So, so you got to go. <laughs> you got to go to okay, the mailbox. What, who was, someone said it was like trauma as a child, like checking the mail must be so traumatic for me that I have order been, enough <laughs> crap that I know you made it up. <laughs> that's the stuff that sits on my door. <laughs> okay, I'm running also a large backup on my computer, so the odds of this not saving are high. If you ever want to know what Heather does for fun, it's backing up work from Okay, here's my one thing. My, I said my 2022 was a war on stress. So you ask yourself this. If your computer went the way of the dodo right now, would you be willing to lose it all? If the answer's no, welcome to my life. <laughs> I'm also teaching. Why don't you just put it on a hard drive? What if the hard drive went the way of the dodo? No, that, need a that's storage. so stressful to even think that This way. is backing up. Not only does it back up my system, it's backing up all the hard drives as well. The hard drive is what's killing it. Slang. <laughs> Mr. <laughs> iDrive. Anyways, if you want to know what I used, I decided iDrive. Uh, it has a special right now, 20 bucks for over 5 terabytes. $20 a month? No, a year. And then it upgrades to $80 a year. But you get systematic backup scheduled every day if you want. It's not backing up your whole system. It'll back up any changes after the first big backup. It means if you ever lose your device, hell, high water that. and winds and rain. And the post office still comes across and check it. <laughs> and you can use iDrive to uh, reformat your system. Back uh, to your backup and restore point. I mean, this big thing about mitigating stress. You're stressful. <laughs> yeah, mitigating my own. <laughs> you have to deal with me. <laughs> that is your job, not my job. To fight. Okay, so with the marketing minutes, Corey has been exploring the world of Instagram. The world of Instagram. So the concept being, and this is uh, something that will reign supreme, reign water pun <laughs> uh, throughout your marketing is where you water it it will grow if a lot of times we hear i never got any business from instagram so i don't post to it <laughs> well, logical, logical <laughs> you ain't gonna get no business from it uh the thing is having a strategy and working with instagram can help you grow and get clients from Instagram, I will say most of my clients come from places like Facebook, Google, and things like that. But do I get clients from Instagram? I you know. Sometimes right. I end up in that spam folder. <laughs> right. Right. So what we're saying, the concept is is this. If you want to grow your Instagram, you'll have to water it. 
if you water your Instagram, you will grow it. It's a simple, simple thing. If you overwater it, it'll die. Just kidding. <laughs> so let's talk. Can I talk about some hashtag strategy? Yeah. Okay, so in the now. cookie. <laughs> now. Uh, oh. <laughs> Sorry. <guys. laughs> in the cookie college, which is um, these courses we Oh, I didn't teach. know you were hard selling us. <laughs> no, no, no. no. <laughs> Going to talk about some strategy for the cookie college. <laughs> if you are paying, for stop listening. <laughs> my students my pupils <laughs> okay in the cookie college we have a whole course on instagram and a big portion that people have seen the most benefit for the buck is with their hashtag research um throwing a hashtag up on there is how you get discovered by accounts that maybe don't follow you tell me discovery what do you mean? Discovery. Okay, so as you're scrolling in your news feed, it used to be, you know, just people you followed. Now and Instagram. And chronologically. So if now someone it's posted, a battle of the best. Battle of, and people you don't even follow. Like, it'll be like, because you liked this post yeah. 20 days ago, uh-huh. here's another person <laughs> that posts like that person. Um, but using hashtags in your strategy will help you reach more people. So... Explain to me how it reaches. I think if somebody doesn't understand what that means, that the hashtag thing doesn't make it okay. sense. Okay, let's assume that you made an Instagram account just now. And okay, Phoebe Weeby Lemon Squeezy. Yeah, posted your first Phoebe Weeby Lemon Squeezy photo. Okay. And you have zero likes. <laughs> right. That's, that's normal. But you didn't use any hashtags and you have zero followers. Right now, no one can discover you. Discover but, means nobody will be recommended my content. Yeah, so your content is not going to end up in the feeds of any people on the platform. So let's say you're like, what, what, she's a calico cat, right? Yeah, buddy. Overweight calico cat. <laughs> hashtag <laughs> big cats. <laughs> hashtag big cats. You could do hashtag big cats. Um, if we looked it up on Instagram, it's going to have a a, a lot of mentions because there's lions be and tigers. <laughs> <laughs> so while it matches my content, it doesn't necessarily match the content of the hashtag. I wouldn't say it's the best. It choice. wouldn't be. So calico cat. That's exactly what Phoebe's is. Is a calico. If we did hashtag calico cat. Now anyone that's potentially following that hashtag can see Febert Webert and engage with that content. Like so they could come and say, no put followers. her on a diet. <laughs> Phoebe doesn't need diet. <laughs> she needs something. Phoebe loves as big she as she She needs is. a less big dinner. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly think the cat hardly eats. You guys she are just <laughs> sneaking at treats. I love you guys it. are sneaking at treats I behind each it. other and she's just reaping the bennies. Honestly, the cat is glued to my right ankle. <laughs> So right She's now, sleeping the on the cords. <laughs> if, the, if the podcast suddenly goes out, it's fever. <laughs> so let's see. So now I have no followers, but I've added a couple hashtags that match Phoebe Weeby Lemon Squeezy. Right. So what what could happen for me? Now what could happen is one, someone could like your post. How are they going to like it? It's going to end up in their feeds of those who follow hashtag Calico Cat. So you're saying I can reach people who just follow hashtag. Absolutely. Even if they don't follow me. Absolutely. So the more hashtags I use, essentially more likely people will follow me? Yeah. So um, we have this hashtag for people in the group. It's hashtag sugar cookie marketing. I as the crumb cookies follow that hashtag. While I'm scrolling through my Instagram feed, someone who uses that hashtag can end up in my feed and I can engage with that content. So following popular hashtags will put more content in your feeds. Like say if you wanted to learn how to do florals. So you're gonna ha- follow the hashtag floral cookies. So more of that content's in your feed and then it just pops in there. You don't necessarily have to go searching for it, but you can engage with that content. Like, wow, that's a really good floral cookie. Here's so the more, why. so if I engage with that content, 
Instagram is more likely to show me other similar creators that use similar hashtags. After you start engaging, how do I know what is the best hashtags to follow and also you, to use? Are you just like, cut, like let me get through. Okay, let I don't know. <laughs> I'm just trying to talk from somebody who doesn't know. Okay, so ask the question again. Oh my god! What? Maybe I'm no longer interested. <laughs> okay, Maybe but you're you like been a terrible I teacher, and I'm taking my calico cat elsewhere. Everyone's in my course was great. If if I needed to use hashtags, how do I know which ones to use? All right. So hashtag research is looking up a hashtag. If you use the hashtag the crumb cookies, woohoo, that's only me that's going to see it. Because it's just a hashtag that benefits me. So no one's necessarily following that hashtag. And it would be considered a dead hashtag. If it hasn't been used in the past few months or if the last mention was last year sometime, that's going to be a hashtag that doesn't benefit you. No one's using it. It doesn't benefit can you anywhere be a hashtag there's some ones that are off limits but absolutely you can do hashtag follow for follow the the most uh, basic of the basic so but you're saying i should not use my brand name phoebe weeby lemon squeezy as a hashtag here's the reason why you do use yours oh. so phoebe, if ready? someone were to ever look you up and just actually when they look up the crumb cookies if they don't put the ad signal the way the that instagram shows it it'll show tags people accounts and everything like that so you want them to be able to find you no matter what what if somebody else uses my hashtag (sighs) yeah someone else uses my hashtag (laughs) team rezzy (laughs) jab it's just him and me (laughs) so anybody can use anybody's hashtag yeah you don't own a hashtag so should you use a hashtag that's extremely popular a million users it's nice to have a good fluctuation of both you want you can have up to 30 hashtags in your post, but you want to have some local hashtags with a mix of some popular hashtags. Give me an example of local as it pertains to Phoebe. For Phoebe, it would be Cats of Nova. Northern Virginia is where we live. Everyone in this area calls it Nova. Cats of Nova would be a local hashtag for Phoebe. But also note, you can, pin, you can tag location, which is different than just using a hashtag. It's actually putting the image associating with a location yeah but you can also do a hashtag fairfax county so now fee would fall so we can do hashtag fairfax county location fairfax county you can do both that's what i do great great so when we have our classes in mclean i'll make sure that the location's mclean so i can show up for that Mm. tag and then i can also do for the hashtag for because people can look up any post that were posted in McLean, yeah. and then they can also. I need to fix my thing. Water. Holy cannoli! It's out of water. It's out of, it's out of, water. It's out of them. ambient water to, to give him hydrated skin. It's a Me too, snake. snake. Me too. Um, so okay, so I can just use any hashtag I want, but you're saying a mix of popular and local. Mm-hmm. I can use my hashtag Phoebe Wimmy Lemon Squeezing. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then and that's it, and I'll grow my account that way. But it's not just it's always it's, it's not it's always just using that stuff and then being like, yes, let me grow my account. You must also go forth and engage with content. So I follow a bunch of local hashtags so those people can end up in my feeds. Try ideal because those are the people who can actually pay you. Right, but then I also follow like sugar cookie marketing so I can give my people in the group a high five, and then I follow like hashtag sugar cookies because I like to see what people are doing, like trends and things like so that. So I can't just grow off of using hashtags. Well, you can, but it will be a slower growth than actually getting in there and engaging with other people's content. What do you mean engaging? All right. So engaging is going forth before you make a post and having a strategy in place. So say if you have 48 followers. Before I make a post. Hey, you're growing. 
Say if you have 48 followers and you're getting ready to make a post in the next 30 minutes. 30 minutes before you make that post, go and engage with their accounts. Comment on their stuff, like their stuff, respond to their stories, and then post your post. Why? Because they're going to come back and stalk you. They're going to respond. They're going to click to your profile. And you want them to be able to click to something and engage with it. So I can just go to a bunch of people's profile and leave a kitty emoji. You don't necessarily just want to do emoji because that's a bot movement. Um, Mm -hmm. Bots have taken over the platform. A lot of people have bots following them. They'll unfollow you and a lot of people get their feelings hurt about it, but it's just the nature of the beast. This is the first time I'm hearing about bots. What are they? Bots are fake accounts that it's a, it's a million dollar industry. Running a script. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So these bots, these companies make these fake accounts um, and they try to make them look as real as possible. So it'll follow, it'll unfollow, it'll comment random emojis. Usually it used to comment like where it's like, keep going. And it'll be like, my cat died. (laughs) The promoted on spam. Yeah, the promoted promoted on on is a bot and things like that. So it's not somebody that's taking time out of their precious day to write, hey, you should promote your promote it on this no it's literally just a bot that's running a script and you use a hashtag that that bot's assigned to yeah so the bots you can have a bot assigned to comment on someone who has a profile picture who has a link in bio who's posted in the last two weeks um Uh, yeah yeah, who's using a specific hashtag these bots are sophisticated now so a lot of people feel like man i'm losing followers no you're probably losing bots and it's because it's the ebb and flow they're trying to make them look natural yeah i think like once they did a huge bot cleanse and like uh justin Biebs lost a ton of followers. I'm sure because you, they follow any account. I had one. So another thing bots can do is follow accounts who follow a certain account. So you'll see as you start, if you really start like just going down the rabbit hole of Instagram and start following popular accounts, you're going to suddenly get an influx of followers yourself. Yeah, those are bot accounts. And they want you to follow them back, and then eventually, in the dark of night, they'll unfollow you, and now their account will be a little bit bigger, mm-hmm. and you'll have a weird bot account you're following now. I know. There used to be, I had the ability to connect, uh, follow, unfollow, where I could see people that unfollowed mm-hmm. me. But now it's so crazy because third-party apps are so, like... It, Instagram it, doesn't like the bots. It yeah. really wants the organic user. And it understands that the platform is being deteriorated by these types of accounts. Um, so while bots still and will always exist, it is harder to create them. I used to do bots. Yeah, we used to do it. We grew my dog's account to 4,500 followers. <laughs> Sometimes I poke to it every once in a while. <laughs> yeah, but is that a quality account followership? I said no. Um, a quality account is one that's built off of extremely grassroots, hitting the ground, watering. Watering, growing. It, it's not overnight. It does take work. Posting to it and then just leaving the account for a week is not going to benefit you. There's also a thing. So if account is active... Facebook is more likely to show an active account to other users. So, yeah. like, what you won't see, I call it, um, what was I calling it on TikTok, where, you, where I made a comment a long time ago, but it's still floating the video around. I don't know what you call it, but I remember uh, you saying like, it. Uh, like, when you take a pill and it takes a while to dissolve in your stomach. Mm-hmm. Not slow release? Um, slow release. Oh, yeah. Anyways, um, on TikTok, I, I see this, but on Instagram, I don't, is where you post a content, a piece of content, and then it goes up and you have a little bit of time to manufacture the algorithm to lean in your favor, which means to distribute your content to more pe- people. Mm-hmm. 
However, after a certain window of time, I say it's roughly around 24 to 48 hours, that content has reached its peak and fallen completely. Specifically on Instagram, dealing with just photo posts, not necessarily reels right now. Reels are different. So TikTok, that was a big thing and why TikTok has taken a lot of market share. Uh, the other big thing is that it's video-based and um, funny, you know, hilarious, <laughs> not curious, addicting. <laughs> yeah. um, but TikTok will allow your content to constantly cycle through in and out of the algorithm, even if it was posted a while ago. Um, not all the time, but it was. It gave you more of an ability to still create a viral video, even if it had been posted yeah, like weeks ago. My older sister has a pretty awesome account. She's just good at growing accounts. It's like annoying. Um, you know why? Because she's consistent. Because she's consistent, and she uses like a very nice camera and lighting yeah. and stuff. And she has a fancy cat or whatever. No, it's not a calico. <laughs> Beep. Beep. <laughs> ready, ready. But <laughs> she had a a post that or a TikTok that went viral, and it was at 1.3 million views. Um, and then she was just sitting there. She's like, oh, my goodness. I just got 300,000 more views. And it was two weeks after it had, right. had gone up. Slow release. And, and Instagram is not like that, um, which is why we probably say repurpose content on both platforms. One's going to hit. Uh-huh. Instagram is a little bit, I think, I think we're going to see a huge shift of Instagram to be more like TikTok. Well, that's what Mark Zuckerberg Today. said. It said reels are where it's at right, right. now. So right now, reels, which are the uh, Instagram's version of TikTok, so it's still within the Instagram platform, I think we'll be seeing those do that slow release um, viral you know, more, potential. More reach. Yeah. Um, the thing is with reels, uh, a lot of people are using like broad hashtags, like hashtag sugar cookies. Your, your ideal client doesn't necessarily lie with that hashtag. Um, because people using sugar cookies are cookiers. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you want to be sure that you really, yeah. are I mean, mixing that content, that you're targeting the right people. If you're just trying to grow an influencer account on Instagram, yeah, use all those hashtags. But if you're like, I am here to make sales, you really want to focus on local growth. Local growth and local hashtags that are being used. So we have a group around this area. It's Northern Virginia Foodies. Um, and foodie people love food. Uh, so that is a very commonly used hashtag. That's one to incorporate in your thing. But if, if someone's not using that hashtag, might as well take that one out and replace it with something that's being used. Right. So and you always say like the 80-20. If you're trying to make local sales, I would say that 80% of your engagement should be towards the people that are in your local market that can actually buy from you. And the other 20% can be to other cook years or classes or things like that. And here, and people are like, no, no, cook years. No, cook years can give you a good base foundation of likes and engagement that can boost you in those local hashtags. Right. So there's a great mix to have there versus just doing local or just doing the other one. But you need to align your goals with your target audience. If you want to reach cook years on Instagram, then you're going to have a cook year based account. You're going to promote content that cook years want to see. If you want to sell locally, you're going to do hyper focused local content. Yeah. So um, we had the big cicada push. There's cicadas like invaded this yeah, area. Every 17 years, and they were rampant. Yeah. But if I wanted to, I'd post a cicada funny cookie, and in the area, this area would be like, eating it up, literally, <laughs> because they could all relate to these cicadas that were just flying around and like spooky. But on nationally and globally, it's why are you posting a picture of a yeah, bug? Yeah. Why is there a bug? Right. So that was a local-focused type of content. So anyways, Corey is, has logged into the sugar cookie marketing Instagram. What are some things that you're using to grow it? Memes. <laughs> Memes are great. Memes are great. So obviously our target audience is cookiers. Yes. Hyper-focused memes towards cookiers really resonate well with you guys because that's the content that 
you guys want to see. Yeah. So we would want to post content that our audience wants yeah. to so see. So you're not going to see a cicada post on sugar cookie marketing because you aren't going to relate to that. Maybe like the handful of people in Northern Virginia would be like, that's so funny. But most of you guys wouldn't. Right. Like 99% of all cookies are from Texas for some reason. Yeah, they are. <laughs> Someone so. asked that question. I was like, one zillion. Texas. Yeah. <laughs> Northern Virginia, too. <laughs> Corey and... Corey. Corey's fake profile. Corey Mira. <laughs> Corey Miracle. Corey Mira. So, well, the big takeaway from this one is if you're saying, hey, I'm really frustrated with Instagram, can't seem to grow it, I think there's a multitude of reasons why. But probably the simplest answer is to really start watering that account by creating a hashtag strategy and then engaging with people within your hashtag as well. And our freebie is the hashtag sugar cookie marketing. It's not a follow train, so you don't have to worry about that. But it's something that we log into, and I will give likes to people who are using the hashtag. I'll go over to recents, you know, not necessarily trending or the top post, and the cat is on my back. He likes the back. <laughs> You're so it, big. It starts doing snails on there and going there. He loves it. Get it, kitty. Uh, get it, get it. Um, but use hashtag sugar cookie marketing post. In the last two days since I posted about, we've had 400 more mentions of the post. And I have made sure that sugar cookie marketing has dove in there and really liked all the posts that are recent. Divin in there. Divin in there. Divin in there. <laughs> what is the correct word there? Dove in there. Dove? Dove. Dived in. <laughs> so that's a great thing. Here's the thing. There's a lot of marketing channels to pour yourself into. And eventually you're going to look around. There's going to be nothing left of you, but you're going to have well water. <laughs> Find your focus channels. Um, I'm going to say predominantly a lot of people is Facebook. I'm going to say people are sleeping on Nextdoor. I'm mm-hmm. going to say that Google My Business isn't necessarily the networking profile Link- they wanted it LinkedIn to be. LinkedIn is great for corporate orders. Yeah. And then Instagram is great for more of the 20-somethings, the 30-somethings, who, which apparently they have a ton of money to spend as well. Woo-woo. Right. So you just kind of got to, you know, nail down your targets, which brings us to the business of baking. Has anybody heard of Balance of Nature? <laughs> I don't it's, have cable okay. TV, so no. <laughs> yeah, no, you're not missing out on much. My grandmother loves the news. She is 82. Power walks six miles every morning. She's outrageous. Um, but every time she listens to the news, I'm in... Look how many packages I have waiting for me at home. Also, that's probably UPS saying, dude, come get it. <laughs> Why is there so many packages? What did I get? Look, they're all getting wet. <laughs> There's so many. I know. Um, so anyways, back to the business of my okay. Sorry. Uh, Gams is watching the news, and every it seems like every two minutes is this balance of nature ad. <laughs> yep. And it's uh, essentially, it's a ground-up fruit and vegetable supplement. Sign me up. The first one. You get uh, 30 pills, so one a day. Okay, uh, for these, 30 days. Yes, so that's month. it. Yeah. So the first one's $35 for these two bottles a of these. A steal if I don't have but to eat a Brussels sprout. Is $90. For the same 30 days? For the same 30 days. Let's see what those are. you're supposed are. to take them for the rest of your life. Like. <laughs> so balance of nature. I just, the fact that they can run this many ads means it's total, yeah. a total money you grab. Know, like it's a penny per. Oh my goodness, right? It's probably a dollar for a whole 30 of them. And I think they're making $89 profit. Right. So... Their profit margins are through the roof if they can run this many ads. Anyways, they've run so many ads that I can almost, I can hear it. I can hear Memorized the intro. It. I know the pricing structure. I know what they're going to say. Essentially, your joints hurt, and then you take a balance of nature, and then you can now walk on water. Like, that's that's what they sell. <laughs> okay, sign me up. <laughs> that's all I need to hear. <laughs> so my grandmother, when I first looked at it years ago, she was like, oh, I know how much it is. It's actually renews for $90. I said, oh, were you thinking about buying it? I was, but I don't think I will. That every two minutes for the rest of her life has been a balance of nature ad. But finally, they changed out the star in their commercial yeah. lineup. And it's a lady named Diane. 
get it, Phoebe. She called you rotund. Um, it is a lady named Diane who's probably 76, 78. Okay. So Diane starts, and she's she's just really nice, a really nice old lady. And she's like, I just love gardening. I love flowers. He was tearing yeah. flowers back. <laughs> Phoebe. Yeah. People hey. got PTSD from you driving while they were driving with the elephant. What? <laughs> They're worried that oh, you're yeah. surprised. Yeah. Okay, Phoebe can't, she'd be fine. This is not the most attractive bag I've ever seen. It's like you got pre-dumpy. Okay, remember my <laughs> Can bag I have a that, pre-dumpy bag? my bag that broke that I love? Yeah. Oh, my. Oh, okay, come back to the podcast. <laughs> so, Gam says, Heather, I think I'm going to buy Balance of Nature. I said, what changed? Because you've, you've known Balance yeah, of Nature years. for years. And you've never bought it. You even bought strawberries. Like, she started buying strawberries because she's just like, apparently I need vegetables and fruits. She said, because Diane is close to my age. And looks like she loves a balanced nature. And Gam says, I always think she could be a really good friend of mine. That's what Gam said. Okay, I'm going to be like, she's To a paid actor? <laughs> yeah, she's not a paid actor. Gam, she's <laughs> So Gam said, well, yeah, it just now, she, now the message resonates with what I face in my life. My joints do hurt, and I go on these walks, and I do like gardening as well, and so does Diane, does my best friend. Does she like gardening? No. <laughs> she, the flowers must she not like her back. about her garden. <laughs> So yeah, there's a big trash bag on one of the plants outside. It's like, already? She's yeah, like, no, so I'm trying like... to save it. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like there was some, like, you know, where people bag up their palm trees. And <laughs> yeah, that, <laughs> anyways, so that is when Balance of Nature matched its target audience with its messaging. Beautiful, beautiful, money-made music appears. And that's what I'm challenging you guys. So a lot of people don't have their target audience selected. And their messaging Everybody. seems muddled. Yes. <laughs> they are like, I, everyone has a mouth. Everyone can buy it. <laughs> right. So it's kind of like, okay, I'm not know. If, I, I already paid my penance and bought the Girl Scout cookies for my friend's kids. Like my cookie deal. Yeah. <laughs> Is that like cheating on you that I bought? Yes. Indeed, <laughs> <laughs> no. took them on. I didn't even get it <laughs> So when I was walking into all the stores around here now have Girl Scouts standing outside hawking wares. Like, these oh, girls are I like love, high like, pressure sales. They, they are. They are. They're but about they're to sell me so a car, a watch, cute. and a box of Smoins. <laughs> they're just like, come on, Allah. Okay, so now let's take them as an example. If you have a Girl Scout cookie and they're not looking at anybody directly and they're just saying Girl Scout cookies or not even saying anything at all, it's just the table with the messaging, uh-huh. it's easy to walk past them because the messaging isn't directed at you. Yeah. Now, when the Girl Scout looks, looks at you with your with big a, old sad please, little cookie eye. Please, ma'am. Right. I need to have my pen. That messaging is directly to you. Yeah. Now, you have to make a choice that was a lot easier to make when it wasn't directed Absolutely. at you. Do I want to break this little girl's heart and ruin and, her and little... And say no. Or right. do I want to bring my 50th box of tagalongs home? <laughs> so I'm not telling you guys to set up on the street corner. It's all <laughs> what I'm saying is line up your messaging to your audience. So if your audience is in their 50s, Posting memes from TikTok trends that take three days before they phase out yeah. is not going to resonate with those people. I, yeah. I know because I show my mom and she's like, I don't get why he, what's happening. Yeah. Like, Mayor, Mayor Dare, she did not like that one. <laughs> she did not like that one. But, uh, so if, you're, if your target audience is 50, you're going to need to talk to 50-year-olds. That cat is like, this is he's my He's now bedding new, down. He's so cold. Cold. The he's, I said he's so here. cute. Oh. And now cold. You're cold. Oh, Back to the podcast. Not looking at me. <laughs> Don't make eye contact. So lining up your messaging and your marketing, it, it's how you convert people because they feel like that you're now Diane 
talking to them about their gardening woes. Mm-hmm. And balance of nature is on the other side of their problems with all the answers. Yes. So let's take, for example, how are you... Well, let's take memes, cookie memes, cookie baker memes. Mm-hmm. We Our audience is cookie bakers that like to laugh. Just like me, yeah. <laughs> so we're going to put post memes about cookie bakers. That is very hyper-targeted for something probably only most cookie bakers would resonate with. Yeah. Then they're going to say, oh, my goodness, that's something that's an, I thought I had that I didn't think anybody else had. Absolutely. And here it is here. And now I feel like I'm being spoken directly to. Uh-huh. When you sell your cookies, are you talking directly to someone? Or are you talking to a broad audience where no one feels convicted that they're actually being spoken to? Nor are you soliciting their exact problems. Diane is talking about 78-year-old joints. Gams is 82. She's four years beyond it. Yeah. But Gams is like, yeah, I think I have 78-year-old joints. When we do cookie classes, the people that end up sitting in the seats in front of us are always probably between 29 to 65 that's that's the age range of people Uh who are sitting there they work full-time they have a saturday off that's just is what it is so i in my marketing message i'll be like free this saturday yes because you work all week um want to get away from work for a bit sign up on saturday for this class i'll say probably dare i say 98 percent of the people who have attended our cookie classes are women Yes. So what Except if my message? It was a Valentine's Day yeah. thing. So what if my messaging was like, "Hey guys, what if I was constantly talking to men, but the only people in my class were women? I'd have a very confusing message mm-hmm. for my target audience being women, but now I'm only talking to men. Well, I need to sell to men. Hey, listen, I don't have enough time in the day to sell to everybody. Yeah. So I'm going to sell to the most likely. Um, that means my little, my little tiny eensy weensy marketing budget will be able to stretch a lot farther when my messaging matches my target. Yeah, yes. Give me those pills, my uh, bounce and pretty, pretty pills. Go eat you a strawberry and drink you a water. How many strawberries? Does anybody would I remember when Corey like swore? No, I, listen, swore. listen, you guys. Know what I'm saying. I've been having three giant things of of water a day it's not quite like the recommended daily but way more than it used to be okay that's good oh crazy because everyone says kidney stone as soon as i wake up whole thing of water okay midday whole water and right before bed whole water do you do it because you remember the kidney stone pain i'm doing it just it said i would wake up more energized don't you remember the kidney stone pain you said I would rather almost have died yeah than face that yeah and now guess what every day i take a cranberry pill supplement it's not gonna float you no, it's it this little cranberry is pulling your whole it's body it's it like drinking a whole cranberry juice <laughs> <laughs> the things Corey will do it doesn't involve actually doing so okay so our marketing minutes and our business of baking 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 uh, the business of baking and the marketing minutes are a little bit a mesh because you'll want your Instagram targeting to be towards that specific audience. Um, whether that be a local audience, I'd say, hey, nail it down a bit farther. Is it a local audience in Fairfax? How old are they? Do they have kids? Do they mm-hmm. work full time? Do they commute? Do they work from home? Understand, I, I was trying to talk to a client the other day, a potential client, and I, I was trying to wrap my head around her business model. And I said, listen, if you could only talk to one customer for the rest of your life, Tell me exactly who that person is. She started with a range. I said, that would be a lot of people. Like, you have to do one exact person. It's so crazy because some business owners are like, no, I can't nail it down. Everyone's a potential client. Who's who's pulling the money out of their pockets in front of you 99% of the time? Because that's honestly who your target audience is. Once we have that nailed down, maybe we can scooch it out. Nail down the cookie class. One person. Tell me who they are. 
she's a retired nurse. Um, she's around 65. Uh, her the, husband. The highest died. end of our age range? Between 60, 65. You think when that's do you the retire? Majority? I think that I think our audience is. The day I, die. <laughs> I, I guess he could be 65. Yeah, they're all talking about how they retired. They're all getting ready to retire. Okay, this one person. Okay, go on. Tell me more about her. Okay, she's always get, getting ready to retire, but wants something fun to do in her retirement. It can just be a hobby, but she's like, maybe yes, I'll. Absolutely. What? I might sell it to <laughs> I might sell it to <laughs> So that's a good one. So, and. If our messaging is always to that person, yes, our audience will start skewing towards that. She's just nailing it that back. You get it, Phoebe. You get it. You just get people to follow you on Instagram the same way you're getting that bag. Hey. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Little quatty watchy. Hey. <laughs> okay, back okay, to the box. <laughs> she's down. Um, yeah, so let's say that our entire cookie class marketing now skews to this one individual person we're talking directly to mm-hmm. shelly my message would say looking for some side income in retirement here is a cookie uh-huh. class for you but then people are like but what are the people not in retirement we're going to get them in another aspect of our marketing not everything's going to be about a retirement opportunity <laughs> hey balance of nature it's complimentary <laughs> on your first visit <laughs> um but you guys get the point just really lock down that target audience as if you're talking to one person. If you can't describe down to the age, uh, gender, kids, work environment, location of your audience of one person, you're too broad. There, I said it. You're broad. Shut up. Shut up. You're broad. Man, we got really down and dirty with the business. There was no jokey colonoscopy. Can I tell you one thing? Someone messaged me. I told her I was going to mention it. Yeah. In my Instagram DMs, someone horrifically emailed me and said, I'm laughing at your colonoscopy story. I used to be a nurse in the GI unit of the hospital. And I want to tell you, like, the anesthesia you think you went under is not, like, true anesthesia. Like, it's just enough to make you forget this this, this <laughs> event ever happened. happened. She said, but oftentimes, patients will talk the entire way through yeah, it. It's <laughs> I said, new fear I'm on. What could I have said? Right. Not I'm not really happy with the service here. I'm talking about it on the podcast. Oh, I was okay. about to say. Moving along to the Cookie College. What did we cover in the Cookie College this week? What was the Wait, course I just Canva. dropped? Oh, yeah. We talked uh, about like going from I don't know what Canvas, but I know I need it to I can create marketing materials that match. Is that the cat on the door? No, she's now on the cords. I kicked her. <gasps> so now sorry. she's going out the door. I'll let you go. I'm so sorry, baby. I'm so sorry. Come on. She doesn't love you like I do. She doesn't love you like I do. Okay, Phoebe's leaving. I'm sorry, Phoebe. I'll follow you on Instagram. I'll follow you on Instagram. Um, but, yeah, I talked about Canva. Canva is a nifty little app. My big takeaway is, Did you yeah, do the free version or the paid version? We only worked in the free version. Oh, but nice. my big takeaway is that I would recommend paying for it. <gasps> Should yeah. we pay for it? Uh, you can actually get four other people, not us. We're not head- spearheading this whole <laughs> Someone in the college. <laughs> I said at the end of the course, it says, hey, you can post it. I'm not going to delete it. But um, yeah, you can get four other people. So a five-person plan um, and everyone would pay twenty three ninety eight a year to one person. I recommend getting paid up front, you know, the policy. <laughs> and at the end of that, you could cancel the plan. Let's say somebody dropped out and yeah. everyone goes back to free plans, but it doesn't delete any of their there's designs and you don't share designs you can share them within your team yeah but you can keep your designs to yourself uh-huh. mm-hmm. nice. so it's pretty nifty i think canva really shook up the market it is valued at what 
Forty billion. You would never hear from me again. If you're wondering what the cookie college is, because Heather didn't really touch on it, Sorry. and you know it's my favorite thing. Um, Jugger Cookie Marketing is a wealth of knowledge. There Thanks. is endless <laughs> knowledge in there that's absolutely free. Um, once you've gone through all that knowledge and you want to take it up a step, this is what the cookie college is. Kick it up a notch. Kick it up a notch. Turn the oven on. <laughs> <laughs> Saying you haven't seen it, but <laughs> so the Cookie College is fifty. I think five plus courses. Now we keep adding about three or four each month. Um, and the, the Cookie College folks get to vote on what, what's added next, which is fantastic. So we're always giving them what they want to see. But it takes you step by step through things that you want to dive deeper in. So talking to thirty one thousand people about GMB, I know everyone's eyes just glazed over. Is exactly that. It's hard to do it GBP. in, huh? GPP. What's GPP? <laughs> you changed your name. Oh. Google uh, Business Profile. <laughs> GPP. Yeah, it doesn't wrong. No. <laughs> um, but we take you step by step in the Cookie College. And it's a video of Heather's face. And she's doing a screen share. So it's not her just saying these random words. She's showing you exactly no, how to I do it. I start with a PowerPoint, a presentation, yeah. <laughs> a sales pitch of why you should take this course, who it's for, who it isn't for, alternatives to this app. Yeah. So these Heather does a fantastic job for the courses. I did the Instagram course. And people will still be raving Did you upload those two videos? We were not yet. No, I can't find them. <laughs> if I get one more comment. <laughs> the, the podium platform is where we host the courses. Oh, there's a lot of P's in that. Yeah, the podium platform. <laughs> The GPP, <laughs> those domestic products. Um, the Podia platform allows you to comment below each video if you have questions. Any downloads that we have, you can click and download, and then you get access to that private Facebook group where Corey dropped a load of freebies this week. But I honestly did not look over there. You didn't? I did uh, get ready for St. Patrick's Day. Okay. We did the 222 Tuesday today. These are free. free this is free content, free cookies mm-hmm. that you made that they can post without attribution. DIY kits for St. Patrick's Day, DIY kit for what's that? Oh, Mardi, Mardi Gras. Gras. A uh, hand done letterboard sign for Mardi Gras. That's what we did just this past week. Sweet. So, are you closing down seats? <laughs> no, man. <laughs> No. How can one sign up if they would be interested in... What if I don't want to sign up and just want to learn a little bit more? You can go to www.thecookiecollege.com. And Heather has set it up a very nice webpage that you can see everything we offer. And I think get a glimpse into what a class would look like uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, on there. And then Heather does a... Is it this week or next week? Which? Uh, you're live on The Cookie College. I'm doing it on Thursday this week. The, and it's going to start with how to write great crappie. Crappie? Crappie <laughs> coffee. <laughs> Oh, crappy quality in the cookie college kids. We're going to start with the worst type of coffee and build ourselves up. How to write. What's happening to my mouth? How to write great coffee. It's too many people. I'm tired. <laughs> and then we'll talk about the cookie college benefits, pros. There's no cons, so there's nothing to talk about. <laughs> you get uh, so, cookie. yeah, if you guys want to just take a little quick class on how I write copy. We actually use formulas. I'm going to grab my favorite formula from the Cookie College course, and we're going to talk about it for free in the Sugar Cookie Marketing Group. I'll post that event up here by the end of the day. Better be. By Better the end be. Of the day. If I have to check the mail, you gotta post that. Oh, so I never. Have to we did that. have a live today that has been postponed. Right, right. You're getting ahead. I know. Sorry. That <laughs> is wild. That is not on the docket. <laughs> um, yeah. Anyways, if you guys want to sign up for the college, we are not closing the door for now. For now. For now. But that doesn't mean the door will always be open. <laughs> Get you some blueberry medicine. <laughs> <laughs> that's a nature. Okay. That's a nature. She baby commissions for this. 
No one's Give me one free capsule. <laughs> okay, voicemails. We actually have three text. Uh, somebody, Patty from Springfield, Virginia, which is no right way. down the street. Do you know how every state has a Springfield? Yeah. Amen. And there's a lot that have Fairfax. Huh. That's why I have to do favorite expert. I know there's an Arlington, Virginia, which I need to go there's to. There's an Arlington, Texas. Texas. <laughs> I was wearing my phone. like, okay, it'll be a five-day trip. <laughs> get there when we get there. Hi, ladies. I'm a very small cottage baker because I have a full-time job. Give private music lessons in the afternoons and evenings, and then I moonlight my cookie business. So anyways, I wanted to share something that happened with a family with two students I give virtual piano lessons to at two separate set scheduled times during the week. In the fall, the brother began calling in late, if at all, to the point where I'd have to text his parents, letting them know I was waiting on my end. He'd soon call in. In January, the sister started basketball, and there were days she didn't show up, and when I texted the parents, I would get the, oh, she's still at her game, can we reschedule? I ended up saying no. I don't have any extra time this week, and I'm sorry. I immediately emailed them a copy of my policies that states that cancellations require a 24-hour notice to be eligible for rescheduling. I did not reschedule, and I did not refund. Guess what? The following week, I got a 24-hour notice text for both kids, and I was able to accommodate them into my schedule. And guess what else? They have both since showed up to their lessons exactly on time every time for the first time in months. I know I had been flexible in the past, but I started feeling resentful and taken advantage of. My time is super valuable, and I don't think people realize that I put that specific time aside for them. I could have been doing something else at that time, and now the window's lost. All this to reinforce the concept of teaching your clients to respect your policies and stick to it. They will treat you the way you allow them to. Thank you for advice and encouragement. It applies beyond cookies. Your Springfield neighbor, Patty. Love you both. Ah! Patty, that is awesome. That is a great message. Uh, one part I really liked. Uh, the people will treat you the way you allow them to. Okay. Which means we can't be resentful. If we allow people to walk all over us, they only did what we said they could do. Absolutely. You let someone... You let someone add a change after they've paid, and it is technically a tear up for you. And you think in your mind, I'll just do it because it will salvage the sale. I don't want to cause ripples. I just rather the money. Then when they do it next time, can be mad. You're going to get resentful. It's it's the natural progression of things. But they're just doing what they were been trained to do. I always say like dogs are a great representation of boundaries. Not feet. Feet like kick feet. My dog, sweet baby Rye, <laughs> and his lack of boundaries. There's <laughs> no boundaries. So look at a dog. A dog cannot communicate with humans. It cannot talk. All it knows is what is it allowed to do, and it got in trouble for it, and what it did do and didn't get in trouble for it. It operates off of what you said yes and no to. Uh To incentivize the dog, you give it a treat. To unincentivize the dog, you either... A lot of people seem to yell at them. (laughs) (laughs) No, bad, right? (laughs) Right, or whatever people do to punish their dogs. What do they do? You wouldn't know because you don't punish yours. <laughs> <laughs> Your baby. Yours has no clue what the word no means. <laughs> um, so look at dogs. If you let the dog on the couch and then suddenly yell at the dog for being on the couch, the dog's like, oh, I'm so sorry, you so just confused. let me. Confused. Your dog would because he doesn't know. He's never allowed anywhere. <laughs> like the best six years of my life. <laughs> my entire dog life is not on the couch. But the same way with their clients. We told them they could get on the couch and suddenly we're upset about it. Mm-hmm. Can't be upset about it. You told them they could get on the couch. They got on the couch like they knew to get on the couch. And now you got a client sitting on the couch. Right. Ray has... When he first, when I first got him, chewed up a shoe. Of course, no, you bad little dog. Oh, that's the first time and last time. I've heard. <laughs> but he doesn't chew up a shoe now. If there's a shoe, like is just like in a like he'll put his face on a shoe, like tempt- the temptation. <laughs> I do that with donuts. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> but like Ray, but he knows because he got in trouble that one more time. And now I let's never- say you let Ray dig into it. Oh, shoe. absolutely. You're gonna undo the doing. Same with your clients. Your clients are dogs. I'm just kidding. <laughs> 
Okay, the next text. You want to take that one away? Text two. Text number two from two two four near India, where that is from. Here we go. Yeah. Hi, twins. So I took your advice to heart, and I am planning my Easter pre-sales now. Way to go. I'm blocking off time to make sure I really promote my products. I was wondering if there are any marketing strategies for when to push certain items. So do I feature price pricier items four weeks out and then maybe push DIY slash PYOs as it gets closer to Easter? Is there a strategy to getting buyers to commit weeks out versus last minute? Thanks for any tips. I'm going to make some ears bleed. It's from Illinois. <laughs> this is a great question illinois um i would say that to answer the last one is there strategy getting buyers to commit weeks out yeah Corey and i love to say we book about 10 days out from classes it isn't a lie it is true but if we always add that to the end of our post people kind of get the idea oh if i need a place in order i need to place it now Mm -hmm. and then you can start adding a bit of fomo as you're getting under the 10 day threshold you can start going to numerical values we have two seats left First come, first serve. These usually sell out, so grab them while they're hot. Yeah. And there's there's a different pricing strategies for do you list your cheaper ones first or your more expensive ones? If you list your cheaper ones first and people start seeing them being grasped up, you can cause a little bit more of the FOMO because they don't want to end with a $50 you know, Easter basket. I'd write that into the marketing as well, saying like, these are a fan favorite because they're one of the cheapest things I offer this Easter. Yeah. So get them. I definitely will sell so out. So you say you could put the cheaper ones first if you wanted to. Hey, my PYOs were early birds get the worm. Uh, selling these first if you... If you buy now, you're guaranteed to get them and then start doing your pricier things. Um, and it will lead people to have that FOMO. But there's also price anchoring, which Heather talks about. But if you do your higher priced thing first, they get the sticker shock. And then everything after it that's cheaper is mm-hmm. like more of a deal. Mm-hmm, that's true. Then there's it's a lot of no help for you. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like you get a test. Y'all like it. <laughs> Another thing I always think is like as much as we want to pre-sell the expensive stuff, people understand that closer to a holiday, they pay that surcharge of holiday. I had someone who uh, messaged me like she messaged me on Thursday for an order on Sunday, so I couldn't do it. But she was like, hey, I know it's going to cost me an arm and a leg, but I need some cookies, man. (laughs) And I think that like um, if you did save maybe one of these more like platter type things closer to Easter, I think people are like, oh, my goodness, that would be perfect for my party. And you're like, hey, this is around, what are platters, 100? Depends how many cookies are in there. They get big, though. They can. So you say it's $100. They understand it's a couple days before Easter. You know, you run the risk of not selling it, but guess what? You get for Easter. (laughs) (laughs) Or do a giveaway. That's always the thing is like, I know you, if you have anything left over, just turn it into a quick giveaway. I do. And I make somebody tell me facts about themselves so I can use it like later. Your CRM? Your CRM. My CRM. I'm like, how are the kids doing when they order? (laughs) That's great. That's a great (laughs) idea. Um, Voicemail number three is a text from the 734. 734, looking it up. Okay, hi, Heather and Corey. I have a couple questions for you. My first question is, I am trying to become more of a desktop business person. Washtenaw County, Ann Arbor, Michigan. Oh, yeah, at the end it talks about Michigan. Oh, yeah. Hold on. Uh, I'm be- trying to become more of a desktop business person. After taking photos on my iPhone, I'd like to have the best quality when transferring them to my desktop. And email doesn't seem to be cutting it nowadays. 
Do I have to cut my phone via cord or is there a better way to do it? Do I use a cloud? I'm at a loss here. I'm just basically want to be efficient and want to use my time wisely. So I'm going to answer this one first because there's multiple questions yeah. in it. Yeah, like uh, Great question. Use the cloud. Uh, Google Photos comes free with any Gmail account, whether we're paid or free. Mm-hmm. Recommend the free one. Connect your phone to Google Photos and it will automatically, at any time you're connected to Wi-Fi, back up your photos into the cloud. So it, d- it can compress them. But it's not compressing them to enough for the loss. Because when you, I don't know if anyone knows this, when you upload a photo to Facebook, it goes through a compression. It does. And if you, that's why I can see sometimes when people download the free photos from Facebook and then they crop it even more. Yeah, it's a, it's a pixelization it process. Is. So you're going to face compression uploading to Facebook or Instagram regardless. It will always happen. So that means like you want to upload the most quality photo that you have. Um, but I've noticed that the compression I get from Google Photos is negligible. Um, Interesting. Uh, from the point of what you printed out and put on the side of a giant building, no. <laughs> no, you'd rather want the original. But for what we're dealing with when it does end up posted to Facebook and Instagram, yeah, use the cloud. Use Google Photos. Um, Google Photos, I prefer to use it more as a backup, not a ma- file management system. Why? It's very you do not you do not have the ability to create subfolders. But you can you always do a folder and a folder and a folder. I've gone you down your rabbit do that trail in Google Photos. You might be talking about Google oh, Drive. Yeah. Um, if you want an uh, option that will probably end up paid, it's Dropbox, and you can create folder structures and subfolder structures there. When it comes to photos, people always ask me if I recommend Google Photos as a long-term solution. No, I recommend it as a backup solution. But it's a great way to transfer files from your device to your computer. Um, pretty fast. Pretty fast. Um, but again, if you don't want the compression. You can either tell Google Photos not to compress it, but you're going to hit that pay threshold yeah. a lot faster. I think you only get 15 gigs now, and then after that becomes a pay plan, which is like $2 Goodness a month. Gracious. And then, or you can use other storage apps. I think Apple has iCloud, and Samsung yeah. has one I don't use, and Microsoft has OneNote or OneDrive. Or yeah, something. OneDrive. There's plenty of options. Anyways, if you want to be lazy like me, use a cloud-based backup storage system for your photos. It means your photos are always backed up. And you can do that with Dropbox as well. So, good to know. Moving on. Also, I have a wedding vendor event this weekend. What do I wear? For pop-ups and such, it's always, like, super casual. Do I wear a dress suit, a dress? I'm usually in yoga pants and a messy bun. I would say... That is someone who is looking for an experience. Yeah. You know, they want an experience when they're trying on their wedding dress. They want experience when they're doing the tastings. I would dress to impress if I were you. Dress for the occasion. Dress for the job you want. <laughs> if you want to be their cookie person, how would you expect someone to dress for that? Uh-huh. Um, I'm team, messy bun, messy clothes all the time. But when I have a business meeting, I think hey, what does this client expect to see on the other side of a marketing? Especially when we're charging a little bit higher prices, um, I, want, I want that luxury feel throughout. So I don't want, you don't want to see me when I just roll out of bed and take a two-minute shower. Me, trust me. <laughs> trust me. Um, the same way that I try to at least slap on a base layer of makeup tint when I do those classes. Sometimes. I've seen you phoning it in. <laughs> I really tried. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I would honestly, I don't think you got to show up in a prom dress. No, but I just think, hey, you know, make well, sure your shirt doesn't have the kids spit up on it, you know? 
<laughs> okay, my third question. I plan on collecting bride's information via QR code on my table. Where do I reach out to them after the show? The week, or when do I? The week after. Corey, move your cursor. It's blocking my. No, I was at the end of the word yeah, needy. But, but show your cookie marketing all over the thing because you're blocking. It's me. <laughs> Sorry. When do I reach out to them after the show? The week after? A month or two before the event? I don't want to seem needy. I'm going to say not a month or two before their event. I'm They've say, already secured. If I go to this event, it's. It's still top of mind. I'm if, at the event because I'm looking for vendors. And I want to sign up with the vendor yep. so I can move on to my next put your, stage. Put your bride high heels on and walk through that vendor hall as if you're them. What mindset are they in? They're looking for people to solve their problems. Their so, problems are, I need food, I need a venue, yeah. I need And it's not just reaching out once because as we know, the sale just doesn't happen once. So it would be reaching out right as soon. Hey, thank you so much. I enjoyed meeting you today. Thank you so much for signing up for my newsletter or whatnot. And then here are some options that brides I've worked in the past really like. And if your QR code collected, like when is their wedding, then great. you now have the opportunity to reach out to them again, approaching their wedding. Okay, this is usually when we have a lot of brides finalizing what dessert table is going to be at their event. I wanted to see, have you chosen your dessert table? Here's a few things that I've done recently. Oh, and what if you added a little bit of value rather than just hardcore sales, which we know Corey loves. Love me. What if it was like, hey, I, I'm in a million cookie groups. This is what I'm seeing trending. Uh, well, introduce the Eddie custom printed cookies or introduce this new floral technique or those Polaroid pictures people like yes. Polaroid cookies yeah. um, you can say cool ideas for what's the men when you have the men in the wedding and then you give them something groomsmen yeah and then you give them a gift I saw somebody do it, and the gifts. guy was into, like, a whiskey type thing. Yeah. And so she created, like, whiskey cookies. Oh, cute. Yeah. And so you can inspire the brides by giving them value and then also be at the bottom, like, BT Dubs. I can also do this for you. Yeah. So, yes. You still have one more question. Um, and lastly, Heather, if you had trouble getting out of Michigan, I think it's because you're on the wrong side of the state. Come down to southeast Michigan, and we got two airports within 20 minutes of each other, and you, if you, and if you really want to leave, Canada is just across the bridge. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that was from that was Caitlin from Double Batch, Batch Confections. Whoa, <laughs> that type of <laughs> if you guys want to call in, the phone number is 571-556-5644, or you can always email in hello at sugarcookiemarketing.com, or shoot us a text and literally send us something, because after these three, I think we're dried up with the, the no, text. We have a couple more. But don't have that. Just we don't have a couple more. Okay. We're dried up. It's 571-556-5644. Okay, for Groot's job, quick announcement, Egging Yards with Meredith Martin is being rescheduled. I don't know twin yet. When you when I know, you'll know. Um, but she had something come up today, so we're pushing that out. If you look at the events tab, it's got a dummy date, which happens to accidentally be Easter. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> don't ignore it. You know, one hour turn. <laughs> um, but if you tuned in this past week, Mastering Client Communications with Andrea, that was a great one. Yesterday was using Expensify yes. with Jessica Wolf. I need to get on top of that stuff. Yeah. 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 You and I do. Y- no. Yeah. I liked your first. No. Your first suggestion. No. You and me. I don't like it. Uh, upcoming events. Prop Closet Tour and Organization with Elizabeth Toth. She spent a lot of time organizing her props, and she forced her husband to make some shelving. We're supposed to organize that stuff? <laughs> <laughs> Hiding it in your fridge. That's what works, too. <laughs> this is where I keep them in the freezer drawer, and this is where I keep my props in the crispy drawer. <laughs> They're good for you. <laughs> <laughs> and use them for salad. Bake along. Oh, no plan Oreo. Cinnamon roll photo shoot with Elizabeth Toth as well. She's double downing on two facebook lives i think the aching yards thing will be sooner than later and then after that in march i need to start some new facebook lives 
Remember? I know. You Facebook Live remember? Apocalypse. What <laughs> 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 haven't recovered. <laughs> yeah. I'm not ready. <laughs> uh, we don't have any group challenges because Corey's I thought you were just saying you wanted to do a group challenge. You didn't challenge. come up with one. Yeah, when I did, you were like, no. You were like, Easter's 20 years away. We don't need to do that right now. I said, support a charity. <laughs> okay, you want to do that? Well, you, you like, don't want to support charity? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I <need> you. <laughs> so do you want to add that one up? Come on with a catchy name. I gotta figure it out. Okay. Can... <laughs> okay, moving on to Pinterest. I got a new car. Corey's <laughs> car finally bit the big old dust bowl. <laughs> I was that did the year ago, but I got the same car, newer <laughs> and bluer. <laughs> so how was the buying experience? Any takeaways from sales and marketing? This was oh, FOMO. Oh, it was FOMO. The guy, the guy. Corey knew. saw the car listed on Thursday, Thursday night. night. Okay, this is also Corey's buying decision with the car was in less than twelve hours. Hey, I know what I want. Right, so on Thursday night, but the I, car was. You have listed. to say I have been looking around for months. Yeah, a year and a half. Yeah. So Corey knew what she wanted, had priced it out anyways, whatever, whatever, and um, on Thursday night after five. Yes, they listed it. It went up on the site. So Corey said, "Hey, I'll be around, I'll be I'll drive out in Ashburn. It's about forty minutes away from us. Yeah, I'll drive out. Can you hold the car?" And he said, "Actually, I can't. Um, these cars are flying like hotcakes. People want these cars. Uh, you want to buy a watch?" And Corey's like, "I'll buy a watch and a car." <laughs> he said, "I can't hold the car. Uh, it's first come, first serve. So if you get here before anybody else does, like you can potentially test drive it." Corey drives up. It's being driven away. Turns out it's getting driven away to get gas. I was there before the dealership opened. I, I sat there right in front of the Dow. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> so um, Corey gets in there, whatever, buys a car. But you said that while you're there, they had listed three Honda Odysseys, the minivans. Yeah. And these, apparently, y'all want Honda Odysseys because they're Apparently, they're the biggest reliable. There was none know. for me to even look inside. Almost makes me want a Honda Odyssey. I don't <laughs> I even have kids. I don't need a van, but I, everybody... So you said that they listed three, and... Within hours, people are calling saying, I'm driving from Richmond. Please, please, I'm coming, I'm coming. He sold them in 30 minutes, all three. Yeah, he said. Had to call multiple people saying, I'm just so say, sorry. Just say, don't, you need to turn around. It's no longer here. <laughs> it's just crazy. Um, we also live in a crazy market here. There's a lot of people and apparently no resources. <laughs> <laughs> no cars. <laughs> right. So anything else that you took away from it? Um, being assertive, if you if you are unsure of it, if you act like you don't know, they'll treat you like you don't know. But I said, like, they came up to me, I said, bro, I used to sell cars. And as soon as they said that, they're like, all right, okay, all right. <laughs> don't you take it, like, wherever? Yeah, I couldn't believe he let me. He just said, all right, take it out. <laughs> he said, I'll see you when I see you. I said, you know, see me in about four minutes because I am swift with my decisions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Little did that guy know who he had on <laughs> I got to get my kid. Uh, but, yeah, that What's was your interesting turnaround? one. I took Heather for a drive and that. I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready for the speed. <laughs> it's the exact. So Corey bought the same car again that we had before. It's the exact same floor plan. So much that a couple Christmas ago, I got you those hard floor mats. Uh, weather weather tech, tech floor, floor mats. Those are. If you two and a bit. Those were. Aw- they're awesome. They're I, slippy. I will buy them again. They're slippy. Yeah, someone did spray them down <laughs> with okay, the slippery stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um, but because they did not change the size and width and length of the car, they fit right back in. I know. So I guess so if you turn it to bits. That was nice. Um, for my twin dress, okay, you guys remember that I have this worn dress, right? Yeah. Uh, so I'm taking a stress test. Oh, yeah. Heather ordered the wrong one. <laughs> I ordered a metabolism test. <laughs> We got a refund this morning. <laughs> but I think that a lot of us Did you order sit, me one? Yeah. They're okay. not cheap. You better be thankful. 
How much was it? 130 on oh sale. Oh, my goodness. It stressed me. Oh, my goodness. Sure. I'm just breaking even at this point with stress. Um, I think a lot of people sit with stress all around them, and we don't do anything about it. We let it sit in the very back of our mind and push it really far away, and it looks real small, but it's always there. Um, so I, I'm mitigating stress. It's a short-term cost. It is not fun at all for long-term benefits. So what they say, raise your heart rate 30 minutes every day. Sleep seven hours or more <sighs> every night. When my and dog licks his hand, it's very hard. Okay, this sleep. means Corey's dog sleeps in a room. There you go. He <laughs> has no boundaries. When we yeah, the, yeah, the yeah, night yeah, we yeah. got him, no, I said no, he's a dog. The night we got him, my husband was like, "No, he can't sleep in the room with us. This little baby." So we just put him right outside in the room. You, baby. <laughs> and, then just, and that night when we got that cage, and that dog has been with us. Yeah, all right, silently got him. <laughs> But if you truly wanted to mitigate stress and you cite Ray's hand licking as a potential sleep deterrent, dogs should get a boat. Dogs should get a boat. He's a doggo. And you have a whole other house you can sleep in. We know one more dog. So this is what I call my dog. Little one more dog. Okay. That's how Corey talks to you. I said, you have one more dog. Nobody knows what you're saying. What do you call a cat? But no. This is what she says. Also, what do you call Nate? What do I call? You can't say weird things on the phone. It sounds similar to these other things. <laughs> I think I call him Pumpernickel too. Yeah, you guys are weird. They talk almost in a weird language of the Pumpernickel. He's hungry. Yeah, very short sentences. Who's going to take the dog out? <laughs> Whenever Corey says goodbye to me, this is how she said the fact. <laughs> 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 That's how Corey says goodbye. <laughs> you say Mert too. Well, now I have to. It's like the internet is no, 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 no. On your live, on your live, you need to say Mark. <laughs> Mark. <laughs> um, oh, so anyways, my war on stress is Corey and I will be taking these stress tests. We had to finger prick four times. <gasps> four times. So I have a test once. Four times on four different fingies. Four times at four different times a day. But I'm sure you're gonna want to at four different around. times of days. One time. I mean, four times one day. Because they want to see your cortisol or cortisol throughout the day. Throughout the day, and they take an average of it. It's making me sweat right now. <laughs> it's a little thingy pricky. I don't know. Don't pretend Nate or Ray Nate that you're not. <laughs> Ray, <laughs> Ray, <laughs> Ray, Ray's her husband, Ray's her dog. <laughs> Ray's her husband, Ray's her dog. She's <laughs> a dog. Um, okay, so anything is more stress. So Corey and I are going to take this stress test kit and then mm-hmm. at the end of the year do it again. And if Corey wants to keep her stress, by all means, have your dog lick his arm on it. <laughs> but I, for one, am going to be stressed, right? <laughs> Uh, sponsors, something about Eddie. Eddie's birthday is coming up. Happy and birthday, Eddie. Corey's taking an Eddie class. Taking my Eddie class, I think. You didn't sign up for an Eddie class. How do you get the sign up? I think it's a Oh, link. I have a link. Okay. I, they emailed me Don't and said, hey, it. you've never taken this course. Oh, really? You've never done this class. Do you want to take it? I said, damn it. Yeah. <laughs> I got to say, Eddie, as far as customer support, bef- like at the time of purchase, is yeah. barn on. So you can buy an Eddie and then some guy will FaceTime you through your computer and kind of teach you everything you know to get yeah. started right off the bat. And I know that they just pushed out a patch. They've only pushed out three patches, so I guess it's pretty reliable. But they say, yeah, people keep pushing the machine and we're pushing out more patches. Yeah, that help I think the that's honestly fantastic to yeah. not have something that just is ancient in a year. 
I don't want to dog on Incredibles. I don't even know about them. I think they have some pretty amazing machines. But I've heard that people are like, both of the machines are really awesome. It's just the Incredibles doesn't have the customer support that mm-hmm. it is. So customer support, especially if you need assistance. And there's a group. Them. So if you're researching Eddie, join that specific group. Um, I they got quite a lot of people. Over 10,000. Yeah, and over 10,000. And you can see the people's troubleshooting, um, cool things people are pushing Eddie to do, um, the pros and cons that people are experiencing, and you can make a better decision that way. Yeah. He's not cheap, though. $3,000. Three grand. Next is Bakety Bake, which we already know is Royal Batch. And I did actually see a comment thread in our baking group, so I did want to comment on that. Someone's like, I always put corn syrup in my royal icing. Do I need to continue doing that with royal batch and the answer is no unless you want to (laughs) for that information (laughs) there is already corn syrup in there um and there's already vanilla extract in there so and there's already white food coloring there so if you want to save money on those three ingredients you don't necessarily have to someone did suggest making a batch and flooding some cookies and if you want it to be a little softer add just a little bit of corn syrup but don't do like a whole I never measured corn syrup. I just turned the bottle over, but don't, don't do that. Don't turn it over too long. <laughs> okay. And then last up, we oh, have use twins. Twins at checkout. I'm not sure if it has to be all caps, but it is all caps. Here you save 10% off. Um, we did the math. If you buy the five pounds, it's what, 17? 99. A them. pound? Yep. Okay. Um, there's the math. Double check it because the twins did it, so it might not be right. <laughs> Cast Iron is the website for people who really want a website and just haven't gotten around to it yet. It is pretty nifty. In fact, they'll actually set up the whole thing for you. Is Cast Iron going to be at CookieCon? Yes. I think so. Yes. Yeah, so Cast Iron allows you to set up a website for $0 up front. You just pay a fee per sale. So essentially, to even test out the platform, it costs you nothing. Bonus, they'll set it up for you, and that costs you nothing. If you guys want Cast Iron to do the heavy lifting for you. Oh, didn't you do a collab with them? I did. This is my last collab with them for um, St. Patrick's Day. Oh, that's cool. So St. Patrick's Day, you can now just click a button and add. I think so. DIY kits that you haven't had to order anything yet right to your store. Mm -hmm. Allow people to order it. Mm -hmm. Then turn around and buy the supplies. Mm -hmm. So you don't actually have to waste time and money trying to shop around the concept that may not hit with your target audience because your messaging is messed up. (laughs) (laughs) Refer back to the other (laughs) podcast. So those are our sponsors. Thank you so much, sponsors, for allowing the podcast to continue. Appreciate you. Love you really you. honestly keep the podcast going. The podcast is a lot of work. I have to deal with Heather all of Tuesday. And we have to hype ourselves up to, to record all ourselves. And to get up the energy. <laughs> <laughs> to lower the energy. <laughs> to get to the so we honestly appreciate everyone who listens. It, we we get this little report each week of how many people listen, and, and it's literally... So either an upper or a downer. <laughs> either upset or a <laughs> But we appreciate everyone who puts up with us. And... <laughs> 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 Hi, guys. <laughs>